Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome, everybody. Good evening. Uh, the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast for Monday, December 20th. We are in Christmas week, full bore right now. Just a couple days. Saturday, of course, of course, is Christmas Day. And the Joe Beningo All the Pain podcast, of course, is brought to you by Natural Body, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and Anita Tire. Uh, before I get into the football, before I get into another brutal performance, and I don't want to say it was brutal, but a game the Jets certainly could have won yesterday in Miami. Let me start with this. Congratulations to the Mets for getting it right and signing and bringing in and hiring Buck Showalter. To me, there was never a, never a uh, any issue about who the manager had to be. Uh, it had to be Showalter. This is a win-now team. Uh, we all know that. It looks like this franchise under Steve Cohen is finally getting it right. They hired a right manager. They signed Max Scherzer. They signed Starling Marte. There's still work to be done. Obviously, you know, we can't do anything right now because of this ridiculous lockout that you know is going to last through at least spring training. But memo to the Mets, sign Chris Bryant. That, to me, is the next move they need to make. Sign Chris Bryant. Put him at third base. Let's go from there. Now, you're not going to be able to do anything, of course, until they, you know, until the lockout is over. And like I said, that it, that's not – you know this is going at least till spring training. Nothing's going to happen until it really starts to affect games being played, you know, or the actual beginning again of the baseball season. So, but uh, at least for right now, Steve Cohen, the Mets got it right. Congratulations to them, to Cohen, to Billy Epler, uh, and congratulations to Buck Walter, who has some unfinished business now in New York. You know, for all of Buck's – uh, all the great things he's done as a manager with the Yankees, with the Diamondbacks, with the Rangers, with the Orioles. The one thing Buck hasn't done is is win a World Series, even get to a World Series. So now he's got the opportunity uh, to get it right in New York after what happened initially with the Yankees when they very unceremoniously let him go uh, after the uh, losing that playoff series to Seattle after the 95 season. Remember, he really was the guy that set up the Joe Torre Yankee dynasty. So congratulations to Buck. As a Met fan, I'm very pumped up. Showalter, Scherzer, those are two pretty good Christmas presents as we move into Christmas time in the new year. Now, once this stupid lockout is over, please go sign Chris Bryant. So uh, very, very excited about, about the situation with the Mets. All right, let's get to the football. First of all, before I get to the Jet game, I, I somehow I am unconsciously red hot in my picks. I went five and zero with my picks again this week. Uh, over the last three weeks, since I started doing the picks on my on my now new Friday podcast, I believe the number is fourteen and one, which is which is almost you know it's mind boggling to even think that, but that's what it is. So I hit them all again yesterday, five and zero against the number, 
Uh, uh, even the Jet game, I had the Jets getting the nine and a half. And of course, even though they lost, they did cover the number. Same thing with the Giants. I had the Cowboys who covered the number against the just horrific New York football Giants right now uh, in a game played before mostly Cowboy fans at MetLife Stadium. But let's get to the Jet game. Now, I want to start with this. You know, watching this stuff this morning on SNY, watch, reading the paper and all it is, it seems like everybody is all over this quarterback and blaming the quarterback for not playing well and the fact that the offense did nothing after a very promising first half, did nothing in the second half. And really, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of it. This quarterback's got some juice. He's got something. He's got a great arm. He's got tremendous escapability. When are we going to start blaming the coaching staff? Because I'm going to say, I've been saying this all damn year. When are we going to get, what, what makes any Jet fan or anybody in the media think, what has Robert Sala and this coaching staff showed you that makes you think this guy is the right coach for this franchise going forward? I guarantee you, if a better coach was there, Zach Wilson would look a lot better. But we'll get into all that as they continue to get on Wilson. You know, he didn't say the right things after the game when they asked him about, you know, taking how much responsibility he deserves for the loss and all of that. Number one, how about running the football more than you're running it? You know, you had Tevin Coleman back. You had Michael Carter back. Run the damn football. Can you run the damn football? They rushed for over 102 yards in this game, but they are so quick. This coaching staff is so damn quick to get away from the running game. It makes me delirious. They can't wait for this kid to start chucking the goddamn football. It it, it really, it's amazing. And two particular plays that I want to mention that really, really made me nuts. I guess both of them were in the second half. Remember, of course, the Jets had the lead 17-10 at halftime. They had that first drive when they went right down the field, eventually ending with that uh, reverse uh, to Braxton Barrios for the touchdown. And by the way, by the way, let me let me say this before I forget. Braxton Barrios is a free agent at the end of the year. The Jets better sign this guy. This guy is he, he is a solid role player for this team. He's a real good kick returner. He's a better receiver. They should throw the ball. They should use him more as a receiver than they do. You know, you saw him make that play for the touchdown. How about the play he made later on in the game on that third and 15, which was a design play, and that's a pretty damn nice design play by Mike LaFleur. Throwing, Zach throws the ball over the middle for about eight yards on third and 15 to Jamison Crowder, who then throws a lateral to Barrios, who runs another 22 yards for the first down. Terrific play call. Terrific execution. Sign. Braxton Barrios. You know, he couldn't wait to sign John Franklin Myers, who's basically done nothing except for that game in Houston. He's done nothing the rest of the time since they uh, they signed him to this big contract. How about signing Barrios? Because you know what's going to happen if they don't sign Barrios. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to leave. And you know where he's going to wind up? He's going to wind up with Belichick in New England. Because he is, I know the Patriots initially cut him, but he's a much better player now. And can't you see him playing for Belichick, returning kicks, playing that Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola role, Wes Welker role? Can't you see that? Of course. Sign. Hey, memo to Joe Douglas. Freaking sign Barrios already, will you? All right. Let's get back. I I had to throw that in there because it makes me crazy. This kid's a good player. 
get the guy, keep the guy here. These are the kind of role plays you want on a winning team. All right, let's get back to this coaching staff and how they can't wait to get away from the freaking run. There was a play in this game where Wilson somehow, somehow, you know, uh, got away from the pressure. Remember, this was the play on that uh, kind of trick play, flea flicker, where Michael Carter threw the ball back across the grain to Wilson. Somehow, Zach got away from the from two – looked like he was going to be sacked there. He gets away from the pressure and then makes a terrific throw against the grain to Ryan Griffin, the tight end, for a big first down. Just a tremendous play by Wilson to get away from the pressure and, and make that play. And then there was another play later on that we saw with Wilson, and this is the beginning of not running the football, where he scrambled. Again, it looked like he was dead in the water. It was third down. He scrambled away from the pressure and ran for the first down. Tremendous play. And then on the very next freaking play, instead of the Jets running the football, <clears throat> give the ball to Coleman, give the ball to Carter, give the ball to Walter. Dare I say they ever have, you know, designed running plays for the quarterback. That never happens unless it's a quarterback sneak. Never, never, never. Okay. But here they have an opportunity to keep a drive going after a great play by Wilson. Nah, I can't run the ball. Of course. Why would they run? They got to have Wilson try a play fake. There's no blocking, no protection. The safety of whoever is right there, he sacks him immediately. And that basically killed the drive. Now it's first, third, second and 20. And the drive is basically over. Can they run the ball there? Why don't they can't wait as as good a game calling as LaFleur does with some of these gadget plays and everything. They can't wait to get the hell away from the running game. It's ridiculous. This offensive line is pretty good run blockers. I know they had a bad game yesterday as far as the pass protection, but a lot of that was because George Fant didn't play. And he's been an outstanding player for them at left tackle this year. Nobody's missing Makai Becton, who's in the witness protection program, if we ever see freaking him again, okay? Been out the whole damn year, except for the first game when he got hurt against Carolina. But George Fant not playing in this game was huge. And not enough has made it out. Connor McDermott played left tackle, and he stunk. He stunk. They were coming in like waves on that left side against McDermott. Unbelievable. And even on the final drive of the game where the Jets had a chance, Salah actually played it right for a change at the end of the, end of the game when he had two timeouts and a two-minute warning. And instead of going for a fourth and seven punted, and it worked out, the Jets got the ball back and all of that. The first play on that drive, Zach scrambled for about eight yards, went out of bounds, and there was a holding penalty on McDermott. And that killed them. That killed the drive. Killed it in the final drive of the game. And not a word that I see about that in, in anywhere from the freaking media. Terrible. George Fant not playing in this game was huge for the Jets. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely huge. But then there was another play later on. The Jets were down a touchdown. They had a nice drive going in the second half. Tevin Coleman runs for about 20 yards up the middle. First down. Tremendous. Oh, this is one of the biggest plays in the game now coming up. Runs for about 20 yards over the middle. The Jets are driving. They're in Miami territory. Run the ball again. You just ran for 20. How about running the damn ball again? Ah, can't do that. Can't do that. We got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, right? We got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. We got Tom Brady. Not a rookie. So what do we do? Do we give the ball to Coleman again? Do they give the ball to Michael Carter? Do they do any of that? 
Of course. This is the Jets. This is this tremendous coaching staff that nobody rips because it's their first year. Like, you tell me what they're doing that's making us, you know, the big culture change we've been waiting for. Boy, some change to this freaking culture, huh? Anyway, next play right after that 20-yard run by Coleman, what do they do? They got to pass the ball. Of course, you know, he's not getting any protection anyway because they're killing him on, a, on that side where Fant isn't there and McDermott is. They come right in, sack Zach, force a fumble, Miami gets the football, kills the drive. So let's kill the quarterback for that, right? He had no chance on the play. But how about running the ball? Did you see Miami get away from the run yesterday? They ran the damn ball down the Jets' throat. And that was really the story of the game. The t- horrific Jet defense that just, I don't care who the, who the team is. This is a Miami team that was averaging about 80 yards rushing on the season. They bring in Duke Johnson out of mothballs, okay? The guy hadn't played basically in two years or whatever because of all the COVID insanity. So freaking Johnson plays, and he rushes for 107 yards. He looks like Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, Jim Kick. You know, he looks like all of them combined. And how many missed tackles by the Jets in this game? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, missed tackles galore. Seemed like every running play, the Jets were missing three or four tackles every damn time. And Miami rushes for 189 yards. Do you think maybe the defense might, I mean, the, the coaching staff might make an adjustment with the way they're running the damn football? Some kind of an adjustment? Nah, they don't make adjustments. This is the Jets. This is the great Robert Sala, okay? I mean, I'm sick and tired of the crap. And it was another thing that ticked me off about Sala, okay, in this game yesterday, all right? This guy, Pinnock, whoever he is, okay, has as dumb a play, and it sets it led to a Dolphin touchdown in this game, the first Miami touchdown. I guess the Jets are up 10-0 at this point. There's a punt. The, the punt returner for Miami clearly, clearly is giving the fair catch signal. I mean, clearly doing it. And this idiot, Pinnock, runs right into him. I mean, what are you doing? And hits him, right, uh, you know, uh, it's a 15-yard penalty, and that jump-started the drive to it, eventually a touchdown for Miami. So Pinnock comes off the sideline, and what does Salad do? He kind of pats him on the head like, oh, that's okay. Really? How about getting in his face and screaming at the guy? What the hell are you doing? How about that? Nah, nah. Mr. Nice Guy Salad, he don't do that. Let's pat him on the rear end and say you're doing a great job. And remember this guy Pinnock. I don't even know his first name. He stinks. Remember, remember this guy Pinnock in the first Dolphin game had a huge, on a third and 10, had a huge defensive holding penalty to keep a Dolphin drive alive in the first game at MetLife. Remember that play? Same guy. Ridiculous. I saw John Harbaugh in the afternoon in that great game that the Ravens lost, that tough game, 31-30, uh, to, the, to the Packers later in the game, later in the day. And I forget who it was. Oh, that's what it was. One of the Ravens had a roughing the passer penalty against them on Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, was a horrible call. I mean, you know, give me a break that that was roughing the passer. If you saw the play, he barely pushes Rodgers, whatever. Comes off the field. John Harbaugh immediately gets in this guy's face. Immediately. And for like three three to five minutes is, is, is reading him the riot act about how you don't make – how you don't do what he just did with that roughing the passer. Do you ever see that from Salah? Do you ever see that? Do you ever see him get in the face of his players and say, what the hell are you doing? Nah, because he's Mr. Nice Guy, Sally. Everybody loves him. The players love him. Should they love him? 
because he never gets in their face. He never does nothing. Never gets ticked off at his team. Unbelievable. I am so disgusted with this. I, I, I just, it's unreal. Unreal. But they get away from the run. They can't stop the damn run. And a couple other plays in this game, too. Because Tua didn't exactly look anything like a world beater. Threw two big picks in this game. The one early to Ashton Davis that led to a field goal. And then, of course, the pick six by Brandon Eccles in the second half that tied the game in the, with about eight minutes to go at 24, in the game at about 24-24. At of course, Eccles after that missed two tackles where he could have had guys in the backfield for losses, and they ran right through him and gained, you know, five, six, seven yards, whatever it was. But, you know, everybody missed tackles in this game, as we talked about earlier, right? But, I mean, a big play in this game was early. The, the Jets should have had at least two more interceptions in this game against Tua. And one of the big plays in this game, first half, I guess it was still the first quarter, maybe early second quarter, the Jets are winning 10-0. Tua throws a pass over the middle. The ball gets tipped in the air. Here comes Ashton Davis for looks like an easy interception. And he, he looks like he drops the ball, but you see the replay. Bryce Hall, who actually did not have a bad game, although he had a terrible pass interference call in the end zone. I don't know if that was pass interference, but we know how the officials are. You also got beat on a game-winning touchdown by Devontae Parker. But with that said, it looks like a sure interception by Ashton Davis, and Bryce Hall knocks the ball out of his hands. Typical Jets. And that play was huge because the Jets were going to have the ball deep again in Miami territory. Who knows? Maybe they put seven on the board. Certainly would have got three out of that, no doubt about it. That was a big play in the game that really, really kind of went unnoticed. That you know, kind of got lost in the shuffle. But again, this was a game the Jets could have won, but it's the same old, same old, same old. And I'm going to go back to this. This quarterback, he's got something. He's got tremendous escapability. He's got a great arm. He needs to be coached correctly. Needs to be coached correctly. That's the bottom line. And do you think this coaching staff is the one to coach this kid the way he needs to be? Because I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. What gives me any confidence that going into next year, after another brutal double-digit loss season, after probably what's going to be, maybe they'll beat the Jaguars. Who knows? The Jaguars will lost yesterday to Houston. Maybe they'll beat the Jaguars. But that's it. At, at the very best, the Jets are going to be 4-13 and 13 this year. I can't take any more four and 13 years. I can't take it anymore. This team has to be a legitimate playoff contender next year. There is no ifs, ands, or buts anymore. I don't want to hear it. They're going to have all these high draft choices next year. They have a chance to really do something. They got some players on the offense. They got some guys they drafted. You know, Wilson, I think, has potential. We all know that Elijah Moore, and he missed Elijah Moore yesterday. The receiver stunk in this game. Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder were just eaten alive by the Miami secondary, that's something that was, again, not enough is made of that. Even on the last play of the game on that fourth and 10, where Keelan Cole runs a nine-yard pattern when he needs 10 yards, <clears throat> and of course, they, you know, he catches the ball short of the first down, and Miami gets the ball game over. So they really miss Elijah Moore. They need another receiver. I'd love to see them draft one of these receivers out of Ohio State. I know they, I know they need a lot of things, you know, with all the draft capital they have, to me, it wouldn't be bad to try to, to trade up again into the first round and give yourself three first-round draft choices. That's something to think about. They got two high ones already. 
you know, maybe you package one of your number twos and your third round pick to get back in the first round. And maybe you get one of these wide receivers from Ohio State. Maybe you get the pass rusher out of Michigan. Maybe you get the center out of Iowa. Who knows? They need a cornerback too. Maybe the kid out of Auburn. I don't know. But Joe Douglas needs to hit on this draft. But even with that, even with even if they they, they get a, a mother load in this upcoming draft, which could be a franchise-changing draft, do you have any, any confidence in this coaching staff? Because I have none. And I want to hear the media, okay? I want let me hear these guys, and I'm not going to start calling the names out, but you know who they are. How about them start putting this freaking coach to task? Because this coach is showing me no reason. He has given me no reason to think that this is the guy that's going to finally take us where we want to go. In fact, right now, Brian, uh, Brian, right now, Robert Sala is on the fast track to be in two years or three years and out, just like just about every other coach that's coached this franchise since 1970. Unbelievable. All right. <clears throat> Let me get to my sponsors here. Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast again, Monday, December 20th. All right, let's start with the Hackensack Brewing Company. We're going to do another, probably, I think we've kind of uh, finalized our next live podcast. We're going to do it. It sounds like it's going to be January the 14th on a Friday uh, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. I got to finalize it with my buddy, Mike Jones. But you know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company. Check them out. 10 minutes away from the GW Bridge uh, on uh, right off Route 4 in Hackensack in the Hackensack Fairmont neighborhood. You, you know the deal. The tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 on Monday through Friday. It's open from 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. Uh, they always have 12 beers on tap, uh, which you can enjoy in the outdoor beer garden. A little cold for that, that right now. Or in the spacious tap room. Plenty of packaged goods to go as well. You know the deal. Come in. See Mike. Everybody at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. And again, it looks like and we'll let you know more as, as time goes on. It looks like Friday, January 14th for our next uh, live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, Natural Body, Steve Calabrese and Company. Boy, Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve and JJ and, 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 and T-Roy and Scazzeri and Mike Amendola and all the Dolphin fans. You're welcome. You're welcome again. You're welcome on my team giving you net yet another win. Just thinking, your six-game winning streak that you're on right now, two of the wins against the Jets, two here-take-em wins that, that my team gave you. So you're very welcome to all the Dolphin fans out there, including Steve. You know the deal at Natural Body. Check it out. Steve Calabrese does a great job. Uh, you know, get yourself all, all your nutrition needs. You want to get in shape. Uh, you know the deal. You can enter the coupon code JOEB for 10% off your entire order at Natural Body. Inc.com. Anyone that makes a purchase at any of the natural body stores, Ozone Park, Queens, Belmore, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, get a free natural body t-shirt valued at 25 bucks while supplies last. Check out Steve Calabrese. You can email him at steve at naturalbodyinc.com. Then, of course, we got our buddy Isaac at uh, Beach Camera down in Edison. You know the story with that. The holidays, you know, Christmas is here. You still got a few days to go shopping for Christmas, which is Saturday. Check out Beach Camera. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, 
Let him save you some money this holiday season. Use code Joe B for 15 bucks off your off your order of $100 or more. Beachcamera.com. Check it out. You'll find incredible prices on all stunning TVs, everything. Look no further for this holiday season. You still have a couple days to go do your Christmas shopping. And finally, my buddies at Anita Tire, my son Johnny. I haven't talked to him yet. He's got to be thrilled. How about the Saints last night going into Tampa and shutting out Brady and the Bucks? Are you kidding me? Beat them 9 nothing last night. Oh, my God. A stunning win. The Saints have beaten the Bucks twice this year. I think they've beaten them six or seven times in a row in the regular season. Remember, they lost that playoff game to them last year. But what a, what a job by the, by the uh, Saint defense. They turned Brady over a couple times, threw a pick, a fumble. Cam Jordan had a big game. Uh, they, they sacked Brady about three or four times in this game. Unbelievable performance by the Saint defense. And that win gets the Saints right back in the mix. They're at 7-7 seven and seven now. Of course, they righted their ship against the Jets, too. What a surprise last week. But they get up to 7-7 seven and seven now. And right there, as far as uh, the wild card right now in the NFC. So congratulations to the Saints. My son, Johnny, go see him over at Ania Tire. All your tire needs, all your car service needs. See Ari there, too. Mention my name. They'll take care of you. You need tires. You need car service. You live in Jersey. You live in New York, wherever. Come come to Anita Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. You can't go wrong. Tell them Beningo sent you. And, again, congratulations to my, my son, Johnny. He's got to be just uh, very pumped up with that win yesterday by the Saints against the Bucks. All right. The Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast. Again, I, I got to give myself a compliment here a little bit. 5-0 and this week in the picks. As I said, since I started doing the Friday show and doing the picks, I am a staggering 14-1. and It's almost impossible to be that high. You know, I should just be betting these games individual. Of course, if I did that, I would never win like that. But unbelievable with the picks. So good job by me. I got to give myself a little credit here. And I, and how about I'm watching the Raven Packer game last night. I got to give John Harbaugh credit. I mean, I, I really, really do. I mean, this kid, Tyler Hundley, <laughs> he looks better than Lamar Jackson. How good was he? And I had the Ravens getting four and a half. And when they were down 31-17 in the fourth quarter, I'm like, there's no way this game's all I'm losing this game. This, this, just put this game in the loss column. And they come all the way back. Hunley had a big game. He really looked good. Mark Andrews, the tight end, had a terrific game. They come back. They actually get it to 31-30. And for the second time in three weeks, Harbaugh goes for the two-point conversion to win the game. And for the second time in three weeks, it happened against the Steelers too. They don't get it. And it was a terrible play call. Again, they throw the ball to Andrews in the end zone. He's double covered there. What are you doing? How about having Hunley with some kind of run pass option there? That's what I would have been doing. Unbelievable. Unreal. So, I, But but Harbaugh, you say whatever you want about, you know, Baltimore and the injuries and the COVID stuff and all of that. Boy, they gave the Packers some game yesterday. And to come back from two touchdowns down and almost pull that game out is, is really a testament. And I know they've lost three in a row now, uh, the Ravens. I, I get it. They've dropped to eight and six. As a matter of fact, they're out of the lead now. The Bengals have now taken over the lead uh, in the uh, AFC North. And how crazy, how crazy is the AFC North? You got the Bengals at eight and six. They beat Denver yesterday. And let's hope Teddy Bridgewater is all right after that. Vicious hit that he took yesterday. He got caught it off the field. Even the kid for the Jets, uh, uh, Elijah Riley, 
got carted off, you know, and they had him in the stretcher and all that strapped in. But it looks like he's okay. He actually went home with the team last night, flew home. Looks like all signs are good with him. But let's hope Teddy Bridgewater's all right. But the Bengals, you know, they won, so they're eight and six. The Ravens are eight and six. The Steelers beating the Titans yesterday. They're seven, six, and one. The Browns, who play today at five o'clock today with the you know, the changes with the COVID, you got an extra game today and then you got two games tomorrow. Uh, hey, if the Browns win today and beat the Raiders, they go to eight and six. How crazy is that AFC North? But give Harbaugh credit, took a chance there. I don't know if I would have went for two. I thought maybe, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. You want to try to end the game there. There still would have been about 40 seconds left and Rodgers would have got the ball back and who knows what he would have done with only needing a field goal to win the game. But that was a terrific game yesterday. And even though, they, like I said, they've lost three games in a row, the Jets could should only be what the Ravens are right now. How, we, how much would you love to see the Jet organization be like it is in Baltimore? And like I said, John Harbaugh, when one of his guys made a big mistake on a roughing the passer yesterday, he pulled the kid over to the sideline and let him have it. Let me see Robert Salad do something like that with his team. He's too nice of a guy. The players like him too much, and I'm concerned about that. And again, Robert Sala is showing you no damn reason why he's the guy to take the Jets out of the just absolute uh, disgrace that they are now and have been for the better part of, you know, five decades now. Unbelievable. Really is. By the way, the Giants stink, too, as we all know that. It was too easy with the Cowboys yesterday. All right, the Joe Beningo Order Pain Podcast, Monday. December 20th, five days till Christmas. Don't forget, you got all this football today. You got two games today. You got two games tomorrow. You got a game Thursday again. You got games on Christmas. Oh, it's tremendous if you're a football fan. But again, want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank all my sponsors, Natural Body, Hackensack Brewing Company, Beach Camera, and Nita Tire. Everybody have a tremendous rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Friday on uh, Christmas Eve. We'll do my NFL picks for week 16 on Christmas Eve. We'll talk to you about some more stuff going on in the sports world. Everybody, have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy the Christmas week. Enjoy it all. God bless all the love. We'll talk to you on Friday.